Okay. So. Recording in progress. What we concluded with last week was the meaning of this verse the Mimer is based on. The Mimer is based on the verse, Return Yisrael until Hashem Alekech. And we were trying to understand why does it say return until Hashem Alekech? It should have said return to Hashem Alekech. And we discovered was that Shuva brings us to become one with Hashem's essence. And compared to Hashem's essence, the name of Hashem, Yuki Vavke, which is ordinarily a name of revelation, in the face of God's essence, compared to God's essence, it's considered a concealment. So return Israel until Hashem, till the Yuki Vavke, seems like a concealment. That's, that's one application of what this verse is saying. But the verse is saying something else as well. When the Jewish people were at Mount Carmel, they said Hashem is Elohim twice. The first time they said it was for the same reason. They did shuva for serving the idols of Baal, and therefore they reached the essence of Hashem. And compared to the essence of Hashem, Yuki Vavke is considered a concealment. That's the first reason, that's the first time they said Hashem is Elohim. Then they said Hashem is Elohim a second time. And the reason they said it a second time, because Hashem is Elohim also means that the truth of Hashem the truth of Hashem's infinity, the truth of Hashem's revelation, is also within Hashem's concealment. What that means is, as we gave the analogy last week, the analogy of an analogy, that a teacher, when he's giving an analogy, he could see beneath the analogy. He knows that the analogy is just meant to convey an idea. So he sees within the concealment the truth he's trying to convey. So in a similar way, the concealment of godliness that Shem Kim creates, the symptom that Shem Kim creates, isn't it Simpson for Hashem? So, a Yid, by doing Tshuva, connects to Hashem's essence, and he causes what seems to be revelation to be perceived as concealment in comparison to God's essence. But then he draws down this, this new flow from God's essence into Yud Kevavke, and into Elikim, and into the world. That's the meaning of Shuvi Yisrael Hashem And that is, explains the order of the prayers of Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, we, at the end of Yom Kippur, by an Eli, we first say Shema Yisrael, then we say Baruch Shein, and then we say Hashem Elkim seven times. The first time Shema Yisrael is like the first time of Ayyulikim. That's where we become one with Hashem's essence. That's where we ascend. We give ourselves over to Hashem with Messias Nefesh, Shema Yisrael, coming one with God's essence. So compared to that, Havayu was Elikim. Compared to that, Yukivavka is not a revelation, it's a concealment. But then we, after we tapped in to our deepest self and become one with Hashem's deepest self, so to speak, we have to draw down this new flow into the world. And that's the meaning of the three times Baruch Shem and the seven times Hashem Elohim. The three times Baruch Shem are brought drawing down this truth, this revelation into the three intellectual spheres. And the seven times Hashem Elohim is about drawing this down into the seven lower spheres. This will help us understand another Pasuk. Pasuk says, on the days of your joy, you should blow on you should blow trumpets. The Mizitcha Magad explains that the word trumpet, chatzoitzreis, is made up of two words, or three words. Shtei chatzoitzreis, two half images. The Mizitcha Magad says that the meaning of a trumpet, a chatzoitzreis, is about the unification of a Jew and Hashem. And since the word tzura, which is one of 
two half images. Since we're talking about images, we're not talking about God's essence. We're talking about how the way Hashem is in a state of revelation. We're not talking about the essence of a Jew either. We're talking about the way a Jew is in a state of a form, the way he can be defined, the way the way there's some kind of uh, uh, some kind of definition of what the Jew is. So at that level, there are two halves, and they and they unite. The Jew and Hashem unite. But if we go deeper than that, if we're talking about the essence of Hashem and the essence of a Jew, there's no unification of two halves. They're one. A Jew and Hashem are one. So only when we're talking about an image, only talking about revelation, only when we're talking about something more superficial, can we say there's unification of two of two halves. If we, but if we were to talk about God's essence and the Jew's essence, a Jew's essence and Hashem's essence are one. And that is also um, reflected, also expressed, in the two parts of our Nisham. There are the higher parts of the Nisham, the Chay and there is the lower parts of the Nisham, the Nefeshuch and the so ordinarily, the um, well, let's not use the word yechida. Yechida is is is. Chassidus uses the words words yechida interchangeably with the word essence of the neshama. So let's not talk about yechida. Let's talk about the more transcendent powers of the neshama. Make things more simple. There are the more transcendent powers of the neshama, and then there is the power of the neshama to think and to feel and to do. So ordinarily, these two halves of the neshama have a, they bond with each other. The higher part of the neshama is called mazel. Why is it called mazel? Because it drips into and it impacts the lower part of the neshama. That's why, uh, that's why we have th- sudden thoughts of tshuva all of a sudden. Not because we thought about it, not because we decided to feel it. Just the abishur suddenly sends us thoughts of tshuva out of nowhere. Where is it coming from? It's because my neshama ganeden is hearing the voice of Hashem say, "Hey, Maishi, do tshuva." So therefore, trips in, it drips into my into my head. I need to do tshuva. So the, my neshama, my body, is receiving something from the higher parts of my neshama, which are transcendent. So that's a bond of two different entities within my neshama. But if I were to talk about the essence of the neshama, the essence of the neshama is the essence of every part of the neshama. At the level of essence, there aren't different components of the neshama. At the level of essence, the essence of the neshama is the essence of my entire being. So even my heels or the heel parts of the neshama are one with the essence. In other words, if I were to dig deep into any part of the neshama, I would come up with essence. What is every part of the neshama? Every part of the neshama is expression of essence. So where is there a unification of two parts of the neshama? That's something more external. But if I were to go to the very core of the neshama, the core of the neshama is one with the most external parts and the lowest parts of the neshama. That's the reason why the halacha is that if anything is in within your four amis, if anything with, is within your four cubits around you, which is about six feet, Allah says, you become the owner of that. Why do you become the owner of that? It's just because it's in your domain. The reason you become the owner of this is because the essence of your neshama envelops not just your feet, but the, all the area around you. And it envelops not just the lowest part of yourself, but even the physical reality around you is also an affected by the essence of the neshama. The essence of the neshama touches the lowest part of your world, including the, the, the area around you. And therefore the halacha is, you acquire automatically anything that's in those, those few feet around you. So this is the idea of the shofar. The trumpets are about the unification of the more external part of the Jew and the way Hashem contracts himself. And then the shofar 
is about the essence of the Jew becoming one with the essence of, the, of Hashem, and the essence of the neshama expressing itself in the lowest part, uh, in the lowest parts of the neshama, in the, in the lowest parts of ourself. That's what the Gemara says that when the shofar and the trumpets are blown, the shofar is longer, and the trumpets are shorter. The simple thing the Gemara is saying is just that the trumpets have a short are not supposed to extend for a long time, and the shofar is supposed to be a longer sound. The shofar has a longer tkiya, going on and on after the trumpet sound ceases. But there's a much deeper thing that, that the Torah is saying here. The shofar's sound is longer. What does it mean it's longer? It's longer both in the in how high it goes, and it's longer also in how low it goes. Shofar goes to the essence of Hashem, and the essence of the Neshama, above all kinds of revelation. And it's also present in the heel, in the lowest parts of the person in this world. And that's why Shofar achieves the... Purpose of God in creation. What's the purpose of God in creation? Hashem wants to have a home for Himself, for His very essence, in the lowest realm. So on the one hand, you have to have the lowest realm. On the other hand, you have to have a home for Him, Mamish, for His very essence. So Shefer does that. Shefer is about the essence, and it's about the reaching the lowest realm. So, so just like by a human king, in addition to him having full expression in his home, he also wants there to be beautiful vessels and beautiful chandeliers and all the nice things in his palace. So to Hashem, doesn't only just want to have a home for his essence, he also wants there to be revelation in his home. He also wants to be, there to be light in his home. And therefore, in addition to the shofar, you also have to have the trumpet. It's not sufficient to have the shofar, and not sufficient to have the essence. Hashem also wants us to have the trumpet as well. Hashem also wants it to be light. As we discussed many times about mitzvahs, that although a mitzvah draws down God's essence in the world, Hashem wants a mitzvah to be done with passion and light and feeling. Because Hashem doesn't just want a home for His essence, He wants a beautiful home. And that's the, the idea of revelation of the neshama. The core of the neshama becoming one with Hashem is great, but Hashem also wants it to be the trumpet, Hashem also wants it to be the beauty. So during the Seres Shuvah, we read the Haftar of Shuvah Yisrael, because the days between Hashem Yom Kippur have a similarity to Yosh Kippur. So Jasek like Rosh like is the source of the energy of all the days of the year. And the way we act the whole year is affected by the decisions we make on Rosh Hashanah. And Jasek like Kippur is also called Rosh Hashanah. And even more, Yom Kippur is called the Neshama of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is called the inner dim- Yom Kippur is called the inner dimension of Rosh Hashanah. So in a similar way, the seven days to Rosh Kippur are the head of all days of the year. I know Zev is thinking... It's going to be a lousy year. That's what I'm thinking too. But listen, Zev, let's, let's just start over again. Start over. The Abishur is, 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 is he's, he's all powerful. If we just jump on the bandwagon now, he could take care of it. I'm telling you. Trust him. So there are seven days that Rizal says between Roshani and Kippur. And the way we act during these seven days, they are, it, it draws down energy for all the Sundays of the year, and all the Mondays of the year. And from Shabbos Shuvah, it draws down energy for all the Shabbos of the year. So just like on Yom Hashanah, there is what Shefer does, and what on Yom Kippur there is what the seven times saying Hashem Elokim does, and and the and the one time saying Shema Yisrael, and the Baruch Shem what it does on Yom Kippur. So too in the Tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, there is something similar to that energy, especially on Shabbos Shuva, which is the head of all the Shabbosim of the year. So there's two elements of 
these seven days, and especially Shabbos. They have the element of reaching the essence, about drawing it down. And that's why we say, on the after of Shabbos Shuvah, return Israel to Hashem Elokecha, until Hashem Elokecha. First of all, that what that's saying is, is that there has to be an elevation of the level called Yisrael, the level called Ad, which we said refers to Zon Malchus, they have to be elevated up to Avayi Lekecha. They have to be elevated to the essence of Hashem. They're compared to the essence of Hashem. Avayi is a concealment. Avayi is a Kelekim. And then from the essence of Hashem, we have to draw this down to Avayi, to Elekim, to our life and strength, to the weight, to, to our insights. And this is accomplished through the word Shuva. Shuva is... There's Shuvah and the Shuvah Yisrael. Shuvah, without the continuation of the sentence, just the word Shuvah by itself. What's the word Shuvah mean? Shuvah is not about Yisrael doing Shuvah. Shuvah is about the one turn of a Jew, of the Yechidah of a Jew, to the essence of Hashem. Shuvah is about the essence of Hashem. Shuvah Yisrael is already levels. Shuvah by itself is just the essence of the Hashem of a Yid with one turn turning towards Hashem. And that draws down and affects the highest parts of the neshama and the lowest parts of the neshama, but it begins with, you turn to the Eivishter. Rabbi Yitzhi Lowenthal, the uh, Rebbe's emissary to Denmark, he told me he could summarize all the talks of the Rebbe with, the, with that one sentence. Is all the talks of the Rebbe about turn towards Hashem. That's what he said. I'm not such a uh, philosopher to know how to summarize all the talks of the Rebbe, but, uh, but, but there's something about what the Rebbe is saying here which is very powerful. The big, it starts with turning towards Hashem. Just one turn towards the Abish, turn, turn towards the Mashiach, turn towards where, where it's, what it's all about. And through this, we redeem from the exile. We have a personal redemption. And our personal redemption, this also causes the redemption of all the Jewish people, the coming Mashiach to Keno. That about Mashiach, it says, he will cause even Tzadikim to do tshuva. So Mashiach has relationship to Yechida as well, because it's no Mashiach, is the level of Yechida. So he will cause Hashem, so to speak, to be redeemed and his children to be redeemed from all the nations of the world with the true Pikuot Mashiach Zakeinu speedily mamish Magol Yidam. So, Mashiach Zavart, one thing, the Rebbe is telling us you have to do one care, one turn towards Hashem, and that affects all the, and that, that, that first turn affects every single part of us. We don't know where we're going when we have that initial, like, Hashem help me thing. We, we think, like, okay, Hashem help me, and now, now let me go back to my life. I just want to, have to, I just want to, get, I just want to let, that, let that go, you know? The Rebbe says, no, that one turn towards Hashem is coming from the essence of your neshama, and that affects every part of your neshama. Just like we said before about Shuvi, so you reach the essence of Hashem, and it, and it trickles down to the whole entire spiritual cosmos. So too, in a personal level, that one turn towards Hashem affects everything. So it doesn't take a long time. It's today's Sunday, it's only 7.40 in the morning. We can do that one turn. It's going to affect everything, and we'll have a great, great, fantastic year. The battle is not yet so hard as we're talking about. We should see the coming of Sheikh Bukhar of Mamish, the Lomas of the Stadium, the Chaim. Any questions? Amen. Thank you. No. Okay.